0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Oh my goodness, we made it. I hope everyone is enjoying, as we speak, either the Thanksgiving Day Parade or maybe you're on your second... You know, second round of helpings at Thanksgiving dinner, or maybe you're listening to this a little bit after Thanksgiving, but I hope everyone is doing well and you are with your loved ones and your fur babies and your friends and just really having a great holiday. Keon and I are in New Hampshire. Uh, We drove up, which sounds daunting, but I love a good drive, as we know, and uh, we rented a car this time, which was awesome. We have a Ford Escape, like a 2021 Ford Escape. Uh, and I only say that because it's very fancy and it has heated seats and a heated steering wheel, which um, I didn't think I needed, but I I do now. I can't go back. Um, so I guess we'll just have to steal this car because I am loving, <laughs> I'm loving driving it. Um, and we got in last weekend, actually. So we've been up here all week. We've been working remotely. And hanging out with his nephews and his brother and sister-in-law. And it's been so nice to just, like, kind of unwind a little bit. And, like I said, th- uh, last week, Thanksgiving is it's the less stressful version of Christmas. So, uh, it'll be sad to leave New Hampshire, but it'll be nice to get back to Pittsburgh and see our Lucy. Oh, my goodness, I miss her so much. Um, I guess this, is, this isn't the longest we've been away from her because we went to Hawaii and Vegas. But I just can't wait to snuggle on her, so... Very much looking forward to that. Um, But speaking of things that we're looking forward to, let's get into this episode. This is an action-packed episode. This is the longest episode that I've ever uh, covered. This is a 42-minute episode, which probably translates to, like, an hour-long episode, like, in real time with commercials. But this is Back to Basics, Season 10, Episode 7, A Barefoot Thanksgiving. So Ina begins... I'm Ina Garten, and I'm testing Thanksgiving recipes with my amazing friend, Bobby Flay. Bobby and I are making Thanksgiving dinner together this year, so we're doing a dry run to be sure it's all perfect. We're thinking, make a head, and we're shaking it this up. I don't know if I wrote that sentence wrong. Shaking it up? Either way. Bobby's smoking the turkey, doing an amazing 11-layer potato gratin and a stunning seasonal Heartland chopped salad. I'm making holiday-worthy orange honey-glazed carrots, slicing and sautéing the Brussels sprouts, and turning up the volume on bread pudding with fresh herbs and apples. For Thanksgiving dessert, a spicy ginger molasses cake piled high with creme fraiche whipped cream. I've got the table and cranberry sauce covered, and Bobby's making his incredible fall sangria that's sure to get the party started. It's Thanksgiving double trouble, Bobby Flay and me. Oh my goodness! Action packed. Um, and Bobby Bobby Flay's here. I feel like we've talked about Bobby before, right? I feel like I've done an episode with him. I don't know. I always feel like there there's something like not volatile about him, but I don't know. Do we like Bobby Flay? I like Bobby Flay. Is he an asshole in real life? I don't know, but I do like him. I think he's very handsome, and. Their chemistry together is interesting because it's like they're they're loving on each other. And but then there's like these little bits of like, uh, you know, it's too many cooks in the kitchen. Like they both have different styles of cooking. I'm sure I'm just making this up in my head for the sake of like dramatic uh, purposes. But anyway, let's get into this. Let me scroll through my notes because I that intro was a long one. Okay, so Ina and Bobby, they're outside, they start at the grill, and Ina explains that Bobby lives in Amagansett, which is the next town over from East Hampton on Long Island, and Bobby chimes in and says, I'm very close to you, with that charming smile, and uh, Ina says they have two rules for today for these dry run recipes, we're, uh, number one is we're going to make the classics with the volume turned up. And number two, we're going to make everything in advance. Well, maybe except the turkey. Pop, 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 Um So speaking of that turkey, Bobby explains the smoked turkey. And he said this sort of like originated. It was like a happy accident a few years ago. And now he loves it. Uh, they talk about the chimney starter, which Ina loves. It's just like that. It almost looks like a big jug that you put your uh, charcoal in and then, you know, you light it from the bottom and then it gets all nice and gray and it's ready. We all know what that is. So he dumps in the charcoal um, into... They're using one of those... I call them like the grenade grills. They're like these green... looks like a green grenade or like a green egg. Um, I feel like they're super expensive too, but uh, that's what they're using for this. And he dumps in the charcoal, like I said, and then some wood chips. Uh, They're using pecan wood pecan wood which um he says needs to soak for f- at least a few hours or overnight so they smolder and create smoke instead of just you know burning um so he puts the chips right on top of the smoker and um and I guess they're just it just kind of the turkey's not in there yet so I think it just needs to kind of do its thing so I, I, feel, I feel like they were talking and like mid-sentence Ina interrupts and she's like okay I have to go inside and check in on the bread pudding And she also asks him if he wants to come and taste it. And Bobby says, fantastic, how long? And I think the how long was like, when should I come in? And Ina looks at him, almost annoyed, and says, right now. (laughs) It's like a subtle sort of thing when you watch it, but it's almost like, um, now is sort of the subtext. Uh, I don't know. It just, it was the first of many sort of Interesting little things that I caught. Of course, this could be nothing, but you know, why not make it interesting? So next, um okay, so Ina goes inside and in this herb and apple bread pudding. Um so here's what I thought. I was I remember watching this, I think there's like a video on Ina's Instagram or something like that. Like I don't know who it was. Was it the New York Times or Vogue or someone? Like they came over and interviewed her. They're like uh, for Thanksgiving, and they had, like, rapid-fire questions, and they were like, um, stuffing or dressing? And she's like, neither. I make bread pudding. And I was like, Ina, isn't bread pudding kind of stuffing at the same time or dressing? It's a, it's all, like, in the same family. So is this, is this some sort of elitist way of saying, like, I don't do stuffing or dressing? But I guess when once we get into this recipe, too, the, the biggest difference is that there are a, a ton of eggs in this, which does make it sort of that custardy, goodness. It's like a, a savory bread pudding in a way. So I'll allow it, but at first I was like, don't pretend you don't eat stuffing, Ina, you know? Um so there's that. So anyway, let's get into this urban apple bread pudding. Um so Ina shows us how she made it ahead yesterday. A lot of this is like flashback to when she made it quote unquote yesterday and then flash forward to her just sort of showing it to us. So she starts out by chopping some celery while her pancetta is browning in the skillet next to her. And she adds some celery and some onions to the pancetta, very much, you know, traditional stuffing flavors. Um, and then she adds one Granny Smith apple. Um, and then once those are all cooked, she adds some sherry, some minced fresh rosemary, salt and pepper, and that cooks together for about five minutes. And then she adds some fresh parsley to that as well. Side notes, what do we all feel about stuffing with the volume turned up, you know what i mean? I feel like cuz i love a stuffing that has extra stuff in it. I love when there's like uh like what's like maple sausage or you know what i mean? Like something like ap- I love apples in it. I love I love all those sort of um, sometimes sweet elements to the savory. I'm all for it. I, do i love a traditional stuffing? Of course. Should both be on the table absolutely. Um, my grandma's stuffing. Um, my grandma Malin, who's my mom's mom, um, the best stuffing. I think you know everyone kind of says that to that their grandma's stuffing is always the best. But I truly, I need to get the recipe because it's, it's also like the the casserole dish that she serves it in. It's so good because really all anyone really wants with a good stuffing is like the crispy outside and the gooey not gooey inside but like i love oh god it's just so good stuffing is the best but anyway let's get back to this this bread pudding here so now it's time for the custard which like i said before i think is the the differentiating factor here between a standard stuffing and what Ina is whipping up this this bread pudding so uh she starts with five eggs i use extra large eggs and one cup of chicken stock. And, you know, of course, she's like, if you could use homemade, it really does make a difference. And I'd i say that's probably true for Thanksgiving. You want to go, you want to pull out all the stops. And speaking of pulling out all the stops, the next ingredient is two cups of heavy cream. But, you know, it's a custard. You gotta, it is the holidays, as Ina would say. So she whisks that all together and then puts some Gruyere cheese in it. Yes, this is, I mean, i I'm, I'm i'm sticking my nose up to this bread pudding but i would also inhale this so like i'm just trying to really i'm just having to try to have the conversation of like the difference between that's st- like stuffing and, and bread pudding but we figured it out it's the eggs so next up is the bre- uh the, <laughs> the breast part jesus the best part uh which is bread cubes um you know it's the star of the show so she has toasted them prior to pouring them into the custard Uh, which she then does, and then adds the veggies to it as well, and gives it a big stir. And she pours it into a gigantic white casserole dish, sprinkles a little bit more Gruyere on top, and then puts it in the fridge overnight. Ugh, delish. So we flash forward to the next day, present day, I guess, where she cooked the bread pudding at 350 for 45 minutes. It looks so good. Uh, She's going to let it cool for a bit and then have Bobby come in and give it a taste. And she's like, I'm a little nervous because, you know, Bobby Flay is Bobby Flay, the Iron Chef himself. So um, speaking of Bobby, we're back outside and ready to get this burden to the smoker. Uh, He brushes some canola oil onto the whole turkey and then sprinkles a hefty amount of salt and pepper on top. And then he puts the turkey inside the smoker and says it'll take probably around four, four and a half hours to cook. So while the turkey is doing its thing outside, Bobby goes inside to the kitchen to taste this bread pudding. And they both take a spoon. And Ina tells him what's inside and all the ingredients. And Bobby says it's quote unquote superb. And Ina says, yay. And does like one of her little happy dances where she puts her arms up in the air. It's cute. Um, so now it's time for one of Bobby's recipes. This is Bobby's Heartland salad. Heartland? Heartland. I don't know. And Ina makes sure to remind us that serving the food buffet style is her preferred method of like Thanksgiving dinner. And she's like, I hate having all those bowls on the table. It drives me crazy. And honestly, I, I agree to a certain extent. However... It's nice to have the food right in front of you at the same... If you have a big enough table, go for it. But, I mean, in Ina's case, too, there isn't enough room because she has, like, a circular, ta- uh, circular table. Excuse me. Um, but I, I get both sides of this argument because it's nice to, I guess, like, have have the space to just kind of uh you know relax have and and not like stress about like oh pass this past that people can just like get up and do it but most of the time i know with my family like everyone's like wedged in there there's no like getting up Ina has the luxury of having a beautiful home where you can leave and like have the space to kind of walk around and navigate that but you know for the rest of us everyone's packed in like sardines there's no getting up from the table once you sit down you know what i mean so I mean, if I had the space, great, but, um, I love a buffet, but I also love everything. Like there should just be like, like a conveyor belt, like, you know, those fancy, like sushi restaurants where the sushi just like comes around and you just like grab whatever you want. That's what needs to be invented. So somebody invent that anyway. Um, so for Bobby's salad, they peel some kale and, um, and by peel, you know, they're taking the stalks out of that, that sort of like, what, what would you call it? <laughs> I almost called it the spine of the kale, but we all know what I'm trying to say. Um, and Bobby chops up some spinach. Uh, he also chops up an Asian pear, uh, but a regular pear is fine in a pinch. And they also have some fresh cranberries that Bob uh, Bobby rehydrated on the side with some water. And Bobby continues to tell us that the wild rice might be the star of the show of the salad, um, which I love. I love like... I don't know what you would call it but I I guess it's true it's like some sort of like starch or, or carb like some sort of pasta whether that's like orzo or rice or quinoa mixed in with greens like that's that's heaven so now it's time for the dressing and Bobby kind of razzes Ina here this is where it begins he says I know you love to measure everything Ina and Ina says I know it's the girl thing and I'm like I don't love the way that Ina said that like it's implying that like, I don't know that women are like that her method is bad and it's not, you should measure everything. And, but I, you know, they're both coming from different schools. Like I feel like Bobby is uh, street smart where uh, Ina is like book smart. She's like, she is very regimented. It's very analytical the way she approaches her cooking and really wants to get the recipe right. Where Bobby is just like, I've been doing this for a bazillion years. I I can feel the weight of a quarter cup and I know what a tablespoon looks like. And if it goes over a little bit, I'm fine with that. Very much like a cook slash chef mentality as opposed to like baking where you need to have that. uh, You need to have exact amounts. But but I don't like that she said like, it just implies that girls are um, just because women or in this case, Ina is measuring stuff that she's, I don't know, it just felt like she was less than and I didn't like that. So I wish she said something else, but you know, <laughs> it's over. Um so Bobby continues with this dressing and he starts with some white vinegar, white wine vinegar, and he kind of like looks at Ina because there's no measurement. Um some Dijon mustard, a splash of honey, and a tiny bit of pomegranate molasses, which I love. And then he seasons it with salt and pepper, and then he drizzles in some olive oil to make that emulsion. And he gives Ina a taste of the salad. Finally, it's all mixed together and Ina is blown away. She's like, you know what's amazing? I can taste all of the components, Um, which is very, it's a very nice thing to say, I'd say. Uh, So now Bobby, oh, maybe she just tasted the dressing because my next note is Bobby builds the salad by putting everything in a bowl. So I think I jumped ahead a bit. Um. And here's something that's interesting. Bobby put the dressing on the side of the bowl instead of putting it, like dumping it on top. And I think really the goal for that is to make sure that it's evenly distributed. So you kind of mix it around. I thought that was a very cool tip, to be honest. Um, Something I might try in the future because why wouldn't I just like dump everything in the middle? Like I try to, you know, distribute it all around, but I guess with this technique you're able to really kind of monitor how much dressing you're being put on, uh, being, yeah, you're putting on the salad. And then, um, because you could always add more, but you can't take away, you know? So then um, he gives it a mix and Ina very casually asks, isn't there supposed to be rice in it? And Bobby forgot the rice, y'all. Bobby Flay, what a doofus. Um, just kidding. He puts the rice in and adds a little bit more dressing on top of the rice. I think he forgot about that, uh, side of the bowl trick. And then he pours it into a big white bowl. They both have a taste. My mouth watered as they were eating it. It looks so good. I love a salad. Like if a salad is like really, if there's like thought and flavor and it's healthy, like, that's, that's the, that's like the, the win, I feel, because salads can be super boring, like, unless the, it's all about the dressing, really, I feel. But this is, it packs a punch. It looks delicious. um So now let's move on to, it's cake time. So Aina says, instead of pie for Thanksgiving, that's really kind of boring. I'm serving this lemon ginger molasses cake. How dare you, Aina? But, you know, this is all about shaking things up. And maybe Ina just... I feel like Ina just isn't a fan of pumpkin pie. I'm kind of getting that... um, Those vibes. Because I know... I don't think I've ever seen her make a pumpkin pie. She probably has, I guess. But it just seems like she's always avoiding it. So there's something there. And maybe she just doesn't want to tell us. But she kind of is telling us. Because she called pumpkin pie boring. um, Or just pie in general. I don't know. Anyway... The cake starts with a quarter pound of butter and a half a cup of brown sugar, which she puts in the standing mixer. And dry ingredients are pretty standard flour, um, baking soda, salt, and well, I guess this is a little bit unconventional, but ground ginger, which makes sense for this type of cake. Then after the dry ingredients are sort of mixed together, she goes back to the brown sugar and butter and adds two extra large eggs, a half a cup of molasses. And two teaspoons of grated lemon zest, which I found really interesting. For some reason, I mean, what do I know about anything? But I feel like orange would be better than lemon. But, you know, we trust, Ina. Uh, and next, we all know the drill. We alternate the dry and wet ingredients into the standing mixer. The wet ingredients, by the way, is just a half a cup of milk. And next is, after that's all sort of mixed up and incorporated, uh, she adds a third of a cup of crystallized ginger. This cake is packing some heat. Um, so then she puts it in the oven for 30 to 35 minutes at 350 and then we flash back to present day because it's time to frost it with some creme fraiche whipped cream and while Ina is gathering the ingredients for that we pop back outside to Bobby who is coming up with a basically as like a substitute for basting the smoked turkey because there are not really any juices because we're smoking it so we have to sort of make the baste ourselves. Uh, or at least the liquid for the basting um so that consists of chicken stock apple cider vinegar and honey um which i it's very interesting i just like love that combo first of all i feel like it would make a great coating for this this bird um but once it's made he bastes the turkey and says that you can do it as many times as you like um and then he goes back inside uh, he concludes his basting duties and joins Ina to finish off this cake and Ina says, "How is that turkey coming? It's been cooking for days." I think she's getting impatient, y'all. Um, again, this is where we start to see some cracks in the Ina and Bobby rapport here, because Ina or uh, Bobby says, "Well, it has been cooking. It hasn't been cooking for days, but you know, barbecue is low and slow." He's kind of he's justifying the turkey, and Ina was like, "Okay." Um, so, Bobby starts making the uh, the frosting here, or you know, whipped cream by adding one and a half cups of heavy cream into the standing mixer. And then Ina asks, oh, are you in charge of this? Okay, okay, you're in charge. And it just was that sort of like very subtle passive aggressive, like this was supposed to be my segment, but I guess you're just doing it. And um, Bobby recovers really well. He's like, well, I can be, but I'm, I'm dangerous when it comes to pastry. And Ina looks at the camera and says, Bobby's not a baker. Hmm. <laughs> It's just like, they're just sparring back and forth very politely. Again, I'm making something out of nothing probably, but it just made me laugh a little bit. So back to this whipped cream, Bobby adds two tablespoons of creme fraiche into the mixer. And Ina says, oh, I love the way he measures because he didn't measure at all. It's just, oh God, I love this so much. I think it's starting to make Ina itch a little bit. Um, because it's also like her recipe, you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it's your baby. It's like, if you see someone, um, you know, going off script, I guess it's, uh, it's kind of like, Oh, I hope it turns out. Okay. Maybe that's what she's thinking. Like, I just wanted to turn out great for him because he's the one who's going to taste it. But if he's making it, then there's no one to blame, but him, you know what I mean? Anyway, so, into that, also we have a quarter cup of confectioner sugar, which Bobby does measure, and it gives, and gives Ina a gesture of like, whoa, look at me, I'm measuring things. And then we get a hefty splash of the good vanilla, and then Bobby whips it up and then piles it on top of the cake. And Ina also sprinkles some crystallized ginger on top, and then a little bit of lemon zest on top, too. It looks delicious. Ina slices up the cake and serves it to Bobby and you know, to no one's surprise, Bobby loves it. So next up is the 11 layer potato gratin. And this is Bobby's recipe. And Ina and him have this sort of, um, I know was like, so is it really 11 layers? And Bobby's just like, well, it's, it's not like 11 layers. It's just like, I think he just said eleven layers just for the heck of it, but Ina like can't let it go for some reason. She's like, okay, so it's not eleven layers then. Okay, <laughs> it's just like this. I'm like, just leave it alone, Ina. It's fine. But this is a very easy gratin. It's just Idaho potatoes, sliced very thin, probably like on a mandolin or something, and heavy cream and salt and pepper, and that's it. Um, so he starts by layering the potatoes on the bottom, and then Ina pours some of the heavy cream on top of that. <laughs> Ina says, this isn't even cooking. It's just layering. And Bobby, I don't think Bobby gives her a look, but I just like wonder what he's thinking. She's just like jabbing him. But I don't know. I don't know what, what to think about this. Uh, they finish layering it all the way to the top of the casserole dish. And um, on the side, on top of the stove, they are uh, cooking some shallots, some butter, and a pinch of sugar that are sort—it's caramelized shallots. Um, and when the gratin is done, Bobby plans on putting the shallots and a little bit of fried sage on top, which is really cool. So Bobby covers the potatoes with foil and puts it in the oven and he is then off to baste the turkey again. And Ina says she'll have some carrots for him to taste when he gets back. And speaking of those carrots, uh, these are the orange and honey carrots. These look really good, but it almost feels like a dessert. You know what I mean? There's, there's a point where you just pat, pass, pass a, what am I trying to say? There's a point where it's just like when you put like brown sugar or honey or whatever it is on a dessert or like a vegetable where it just it it defeats the purpose. But, you know, it's the holidays. So in a saute pan, we have water and butter and then she puts some honey, salt and minced ginger in there, which is cool. So and then once the water is boiled, it's time for the carrots cut on the diagonal, of course, to be added in. And basically, you just cook the carrots until the water has been evaporated. And then you add some orange zest and orange juice until the carrots are cooked, which sh- it like thickens it up and makes it all sort of like gooey and syrupy as well. And she finishes it off with some salt and pepper. They look amazing. Um, and this is an instance where Ina is showing us how she's reheating these because she cooked them the day before. So she's reheating them right now. And Bobby is basting... In the backyard, we flash out to him really quickly and he says, I have to pinch myself a little. I mean, I'm at Ina Garden's house doing Thanksgiving practice. Wouldn't you want to be here? And I'm like, do you want to be here? (laughs) But I think he does. They both give each other like compliments. I feel like Ina says something very quick, uh, like almost in the next scene or something like that about Bobby as well. But I don't know. Um, so Bobby is back inside and ready to taste these carrots. And um, Ina reminds us to reseason whatever dish you are reheating. And I never knew this. I mean, any time that I heat, it, you know, if it's something in the microwave, I'm just gonna like microwave it and eat it. But if you're making a side dish or even a main dish, I guess, um, when you reheat it from the refrigerator, be sure to reseason it. It seems like, so it seems like such an easy thing. Like. Obviously, you should reseason it, but also I would have never thought of that at the same time. So she sprinkles some fleur de sel on top of these carrots. Bobby loves the carrots. Who wouldn't? I mean, it's, it's delicious. So, oh, this is where Ina returns the compliment to Bobby. She's saying, I don't know if he's... I think she's alone here because she's starting the Brussels sprouts. So she said, this is a great dream of mine. I'm making Thanksgiving dinner with Bobby Flay. How great is that? Uh, while she's shredding the Brussels sprouts in the food processor. So, you know, I think they love each other at the end of the day. It's fine. So she starts to saute these Brussels sprouts and olive oil and butter. She adds lots of salt and pepper and she hopes to pass she hopes it passes the Bobby Flay test, which is a really tough test, she says. Um, speaking of Bobby, he is outside finishing up that turkey and it's time to check the temperature. We are looking for one hundred and sixty degrees Fahrenheit. He checks the breast and then the thigh. And he brings the turkey into the kitchen. And Ina's first line is, "That's the turkey." <laughs> she just laughs. I don't know what she was I-, I don't know what she was expecting. I don't know the subtext there, but i I just uh, I love this. Um, so it's back to the Brussels sprouts. It's time to finish it off with this syrupy balsamic vinegar. This is a really easy. I mean, if you have a food processor, I think, like chopping, or shredding the Brussels sprouts is probably the hardest part or the most time-consuming if you didn't have a, uh, a what did I just say? Oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind here. A food processor. I'm <laughs> just like staring into the void. Still thinking about Ina and Bobby feuding. Um, so, but yeah, it's just like butter, olive oil, and then uh, balsamic vinegar. Like, who wouldn't love that? I would eat the whole pan. So... While that is doing its thing, it's time to finish up the, the, the 11 layers, maybe even more, uh, gratin, uh, uh, by deep frying the sage leaves in some canola oil. I've never seen this done. So he fries um, the sage leaves for about 30 seconds or so. And then he also sprinkles some salt on them when they come out of the oil. And then he takes the gratin out of the oven. It looks perfect. And now it's time to sprinkle those caramelized shallots on top of them. And then he puts the fried sage leaves on top. And they both take a bite. And this, I did, I did feel bad here uh, because Ina does her, she gets ready to do her like cheers to Bobby. And she says, gentlemen, start your spoons. And she goes to like cheers him, but he's already taking a bite. Oh, I just, it, it made me feel bad for Ina. But you know, Ina has been sassing Bobby all afternoon. So maybe he was over it. Um, So now it's time for the main event, the turkey. That's the turkey. <laughs> I can't, I can't stop thinking about that um Ina hands Bobby a platter and Bobby starts to carve the turkey and you know he separates the thigh from the leg and they have this like brief combo combo convo about why don't we have Thanksgiving dinner more than once a year I've been saying this my entire life um but I guess there is something that about Thanksgiving that you look forward to because it is like such a rich meal but like why don't we have turkey more you know turkey should be just as popular as Thanksgiving uh you know or chicken I guess But um, we just never caught on. Anyway, Ina says this is the moistest turkey she has ever tasted. And it does look moist. I will say that it probably anything that's like smoked or deep fried. It's like it just locks in that uh, the moisture. So I I'm jealous. Frankly, I want a bite of that. So now it's time to wash it down with something, which is Bobby's sangria. I don't know if this had like a name, like a fall sangria, but we'll just we'll just call it sangria. But before we get into that, Ina tells us about her Thanksgiving table. So she starts with a 54-inch round table with a white undercloth, which I've never heard the word undercloth ever. Um, And then she puts like an earthy brown burlap on top of it, but not like a dark burlap. It's like a blonde burlap, if that makes sense. White plates, of course. And then dessert plates on top of the white plates with a little bit of ornamentation on there. And then she has these, like, really cute orange and white napkins. They're split, like, it's like a domino. There's, like, a line in the middle, and the top half is orange, the bottom half is brown, and it's very, like, subtle. Nothing is, like, too bold. Um, She has place card cookies in the shapes of turkeys with people's names on them, which is really cute. And then she has a hollowed-out pumpkin that she's using as a vase, as she says, for roses and chrysanthemums. I draw the line at vase, folks. I can't say it. Vase just sounds... I feel like it has similar energy to, like, people who say aunt versus aunt and vase versus vase. I don't know. But vase sounds like I'm the Monopoly man or something. It just sounds intentionally boozy. Boozy! Bougie is what I was looking for there. So I just can't do it. Does anyone else say vase? I need to know. So we're back to Bobby and Ina for a second, only to introduce this homemade cranberry sauce recipe. So... She puts the cranberries into a saucepan. Um, This is Ina's recipe, I suppose, and adds some sugar and water. And she brings that to a boil and adds a peeled, cored Granny Smith apple, orange and lemon zest. And I feel like there's the juice of orange, like that orange and lemon as well, too. And then we flash back to Bobby and Ina and they are razzing Bobby's cousin, Billy, who requests the canned cranberry sauce every year Thanksgiving. And Ina makes a face and says, "Ugh, the one with the rings on it. Cousin Billy, I'm on your side. I am a firm believer and fan of the the canned cranberry sauce. I say, who cares? you know? Um, I've had like homemade I would I would try I would definitely try this uh, homemade cranberry sauce. I'm not above it. Um, but I am a purist. I like the can. It's just it's it's wrapped up in nostalgia and it's just like it's so good. Oh God, it's so good. I love it. I used to hate it when I was younger. I can't believe it. But now I love it and I can't get enough of it. And truly kind of the star of the show for me in many ways, because you get a nice bite of like stuffing and turkey, a little bit of mashed potatoes, maybe even like a little bit of uh, like sweet potato casserole. Ugh! And then there's just like a little bit of cranberry sauce like that you just put on top. I'm like drooling thinking of it. The perfect bites. So, um, again, cousin Billy, justice for cousin Billy. Um, but you know, Ina prefers a homemade cranberry sauce to no one's surprise. And I'm sure it's great. So to each their own. So now let's bring it on home with this sangria. Uh, they start with a pomegranate and Ina says, I have no idea what to do with a pomegranate. And I don't believe that. I feel like she would know at this point. This is like back to basics season 17. I'm like, Ida, you've come across a pomegranate. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe she's telling the truth. So Bobby shows her. You basically cut it in half and then you smack the back of it with like a wooden spoon to get the seeds out. Seeds? I think they're called seeds. Um, so in addition to the pomegranate, in this sangria, there are pears. You know, this is all sliced up thin. Pears, oranges, and apples that go into the pitcher. About halfway full. And then he adds Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, some pear brandy, apple brandy, or Calvados, which I've heard of, um, and some just plain old apple cider. And then some homemade cinnamon simple syrup, which he doesn't show us how to make, but you know, I feel it's just like simple syrup with two or three cinnamon sticks in it for some flavor. And then Ina tops it off with the pomegranate seeds. And since sangria is best after a few hours, or at least like a day, they already have one that's been sitting in the fridge for a while. They bring out the glasses, Bobby pours them both a glass, and he tells us the key to sangria is to put some fruit in the glass first and then pour the liquid on top, which sounds uh, kind of obvious in a way too, but I do like that because if you, you know, you don't want too much liquid, you don't want too much fruit. It's like just have some tongs or something, put some fruit in there, and then just you know, kind of block the fruit from spilling out and put some liquid in. It looks delicious. I love a good sangria. Um, And then they cheers to the best Thanksgiving ever. And then they kiss on the lips. I was not expecting that. I thought it would be a side kiss for sure. Um, But this sort of cements the fact that I guess they are in love with each other. Uh, even though they've been jabbing each other all day and razzing each other. I, you know, there's love. How could you not love Ina? And how could you not love Bobby? Oh my goodness. Um, That was an action packed episode. I thought I'd be talking for like an hour, but it's only about like, you know, we're just under 40 minutes here, but I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. I know I certainly did. We had drama, we had delicious food, we had Bobby Flay. Um, It was, you know, a little bit of everything on this Thanksgiving holiday, but Happy. Th- oh, yeah. Uh, the last line is Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Have a wonderful time. And then they just kind of stand there and look at the camera. So that that's the ending of this one. Nothing special, just a classic, you know, wishing you well on the holiday. And um, that's that. Uh, so let's wrap this up. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Instagram at Good Vanilla Pod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kochanov. And of course, you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, happy Thanksgiving, and I'll see you next time.